Welcome to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show, home of the premier guides and capmel.com. There's lots of good eating fish out there. You don't have to be snacking down on carp anymore. Captain Jason Prieto, Neil Taylor, and Danny Guarino give you the latest fishing forecast to keep you dialed in on the fish. First of all, it shouldn't smell like fish. So get ready for an hour of learning, laughs, and a little bit of cutting up. You chose as your topic fish. Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show starts now. Now. This segment brought to you by Grizzly Coolers. Coolers that are made to last a lifetime. For more information on Grizzly Coolers, check out their website at grizzlycoolers.com or visit a retailer near you. Welcome to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show on Sports Talk 1040, the team. Into January 2016. Uh, I hope it's been a happy new year for you. This is Neil Taylor with Strike 3 Kayak Fishing, CaptainMel.com. And joining me in the studio, Captain Jason Prieto. And we're going to talk fishing. We're going to talk some current events, and uh, we're going to have a very good special caller that's going to be calling in. The fishing, as Jason will tell you, the same as me, there hasn't been any. Um, He's taking time off, I've taken time off, and both of us are getting ready for a busy stretch coming up here. So we have good tides coming up good weather coming up so there's a good january scenario and january is probably our toughest month of the year uh, august bite wise is another month where it can be difficult but at least in august it's warm um challenging weather a little cooler um you want to go later in the in the morning before you start and you want to dress for it the wind's going to be blowing when the wind's blowing and the temperatures are down, it's a little more challenging, but you dress for it and you make the decision to go to the right area and you can still get away with it. That's the difference between people who fish in January and people who do not. Uh, make some good decisions out there. Um, other current events, um, CaptainMel.com is going through a major upgrade. Um, that's being finalized here and the whole site is going to look a lot different. The forums are going to be more powerful. Um, the whole thing is going to work a lot better. Um, kayak fishing school resumes after being off November, December because of Thanksgiving and Christmas. My monthly seminar at Bill Jackson's in Pinellas Park is on January 28th, 6.30 p.m. Fourth Thursday of every month. So for the next 10 months, if, uh, if you want to learn a little bit about fishing and kayak fishing, you can come into the store and uh, we'll certainly help you out there. Um, other news and notes, um, Captain Jason will be attending the Snook Symposium this week. Um, we'll bring that up when, when our caller calls in, but, uh, that's something that, uh, their stock assessment was 2015. Um, they've set this up as a general meeting for the public to be able to come in and talk. And, uh, I will not be attending to the shock of many people, um, as I said, I'll bring it up again when our caller calls in, but uh, extensively, I went over Snook two years ago, actually more like two and a half years ago, and my feelings have not changed. Um, neither has it for most of the people I know, and our caller is calling in. He's going to have some great comments on it, but uh, we're moving forward and trying to do things as best as we can with a state, which is not always easy. Um under 100 days till uh opening day of baseball season just some some worthless trivia to throw out there um the fishing um speckled trout are going to respond very positively to this cooler water 
red fishing is going to be outstanding the next four months redfish if you are where they are they're going to feed very well uh, we're looking forward to the action on both those species it may be a little more challenging for the other species that we catch in the warmer months but uh trout and redfish are going to be easy we were still catching flounder up until the last cold front and I, as i said neither jason nor i have been out there in five days so we haven't seen what changes have happened as of yet with uh what we had with the weather pattern change um tides and weather's the next segment but i'm going to go ahead and clear that out because we have this collar coming in um sunday the 10th which is today zero moon we're on the new moon new moon today tomorrow um we have negative low tide st petersburg 8 40 p.m 8 40 a.m a minus 0.7 that's a monster low tide minus 0.7918 on monday incoming water 1.2 high tide 336 monday or sunday and then 405 p.m 1.2 on monday so good rising tides in the morning and uh we have great tides tuesday wednesday um thursday you get into a good tide still but the low tide is much later in the morning um friday saturday the tides are still pretty good so it's a very good week to get out there um you get to sunday of next week and you're into the quarter moon tides the water movement isn't as good but the fishing is going to be good i know that uh jason's probably going to have a live well with shrimp in it coming up and he's going to shift over to some sheep's head fishing um the sheep's head have moved off the flats and you are more and more likely to find them on the deeper structure um rock piles submerged oyster bars bridges all places to find really big sheep said this time of year because we are into that time of year and uh that's something that you can fish for um the kayak anglers out there um little news down from Anna maria island they're talking about a ban on kayak fishing down there silly as it may sound that is probably going to get plowed over uh that all has to do with some shark fishing and what some of the crab trap uh, commercial guys are saying about what's happening to their crab trap lines. Probably not an issue that's going to continue, perpetu- perpetuate, or fester. So that one will hopefully go away pretty quickly. But uh, along those lines, um, that's pretty much the news and current events. Captain Jason's about to join us, and uh, he's going to talk some current events and any minute now we're going to have another uh another call in from a guy who is a regular on our show and a lifelong guy as far as florida fishing um he's one of the best can't wait to introduce him um topwater lures um another great option this time of year um if you haven't been throwing your topwater lures the way things were summertime and early fall the topwater fishing has gotten dramatically better um it seems to be better mid-morning and then by early afternoon may tail off and you may want to go back to throwing a jig but uh definitely throw the topwater lures uh eric bachnick with mirror lure is another guy that we're going to get back in here and eric uh eric's got a great company and we look forward to uh having him back on to talk about their new products 2016 offerings um Tampa Fishing Outfitters, our title sponsor. Um, always a, a lot of good opportunities to go in there and find some good buys. Uh, 
They have their Tampa store. They have their holiday store. And then their newest store is in St. Petersburg. So get on and see them. Uh, my affiliate store where my seminars are, Kayak Fishing School, which I've already mentioned. Um, Bill Jackson's is on US-19 in Pinellas Park, um, right where 49th Street crosses 19. It's just south of that area there. Um, other other things that we have going on in the fishing world, um, capmel.com, um, discussions on the forums. We've got some we've got some lively discussion on offshore issues. Um, we are talking about angler socials that we're going to set up. A uh, little bit of everything going on on there. Um, for those who haven't visited the site but are very much interested in um, getting better at Florida fishing, go on the site and there's a filter button. It's a search feature, and from the home page or after you click on articles, you can quite easily click on the search function and type in whatever you're looking for, and it'll bring up everything that's pertinent on those articles. And joining us in the studio, a guy who just drop-kicked his cell phone on the way in, Captain hey, hey, Jason. Hey. <laughs> there What's he going is. on? <laughs> Nothing, just working on segment one. Well, you know, I had to take a call there, and Neil being the expert that you are, you just took over. Were you talk- I like it. Were you talking to the president about gun control? Yeah. How'd that go? I said, I have a daisy tent pump. <laughs> Do I need a background check? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of experts. I once on, shot a rabbit in the butt with a pellet gun. Is that yeah, there's, okay? There's a lot of experts on guns all of a sudden. Yeah, you know, and the funny thing, Neil, everybody's so so extreme nowadays. Just relax, chill out. The guns, the crazy people ain't gonna go away. And if they ain't using guns, they're gonna use knives or who knows? They'll find something that they're just crazy. Hey, did you see on Facebook? I made it Bernie Sanders week. No. I am commenting on Bernie Sanders exclusively. Your Facebook post confused me. <laughs> I think you talk to yourself and type. Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes that's, that's part of the appeal. I'm can, like, okay, I don't know. Can you figure out Neil Taylor? I have a big question mark sometimes. I read him and I go, what is he doing mm-hmm. today? Think uh, about the girls that have dated me. That's even worse. <laughs> We're not going on over here. We're we going here today. <laughs> Did Scott call in yet? I don't hear he him. He has not. Gerardo just gave us the one minute finger about. 20 seconds ago so yeah it was either one minute or something else we're not real <laughs> sure what he was doing you're there. number one so what did i miss here um i was talking about you the whole time i the I wave let me down this year i know it's been we're good. only we're only 10 days into the <laughs> yeah, year <and> well, <laughs> hey i got like 260 to prove myself so i'm good 260 I'm, something like that you're not good at math either 10 260 whatever <laughs> Let's go to our first break. When we get back, we're going to have that collar that we're going to pipe in here. But uh, segment the two collar on Neil. Segment two will be the Captain Jason segment. All right. We'll be right back. Captain Jason Prieto here. And if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Kenyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities. They have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you would like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. Introducing Finn, the world's first situational spectra fiber fishing line with four different braids to choose from. 
Wind Tamer for windy conditions that put an end to wind nuts. Shock absorbing for a more stretch on those big bites. Original PRT for overall power and performance. And the new Extra Smooth, the strongest, smoothest braid in the market. Get the world's first situational spectra braid. Fins. The Tides and Weather are brought to you by Werner Paddle. For decades, Werner Paddles have been handcrafted in the USA, making great paddles for kayak anglers. If you're looking for a new paddle, look to Werner and try one today, because a great fishing paddle is a great paddling paddle. Go to WernerPaddles.com to locate a dealer near you. Welcome back. You listen to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio. I know we have an opening sponsor segment, but Neil said it's my segment, so I'm taking over. I have over. assigned it to you. Neil, it's the tides and weather, and I always like your tides and weather report. Tides are accurate. You're already, not very accurate I, on weather. I already did the tides. <laughs> well, you did it a second early. <laughs> I know. I said I did. When when you listen to the show on podcast, you're going to say, Neil's right. He did the tides a segment early, and I said I was doing it a segment early, which makes it okay. So are we on the tides and weather segment, but you did them earlier? Are we well, on the it was on, the man? Jason segment because oh. I already covered the tides. Well, you know. And the weather, it's January. The weather's bad. There, I covered the weather. The weather, yeah. <laughs> it, I tell you what, the the first of the year hit, and I think it was like a it was like a alarm went off. Hey, it's winter. Let's start blowing and being cold. Yes. It is blue since New Year's Day was excellent, mm-hmm. and I took that day off. Felt a little under the under the water. A little under too much water. fireball. <laughs> too much fire. The, He's the not next under day, the weather. I, Captain uh, the, Jason is not under the weather. I'm He's under the under water. The water. That, that's how captains talk. You're under yeah. the water. Without gills. You're that also in the live well. In the live well. See? Yeah. Now we're working. So, thumbs up. Thumbs up. We've Why got you our caller. Give us the finger, G. I would like to introduce <laughs> this guy. You, you can introduce him. I'll introduce I'm him. I'm under the water, so you go ahead and <laughs> He's under him. the water, so it's going to be a gurgling noise. Um, our caller, as I mentioned in segment one, is uh, this guy is one of the great ones in Florida fishing. One if, of the greats. If I need to know something about some topic and uh, it's something that's not in my my strengths, I'll call this guy. And I spent an hour and a half on the phone with him earlier, so we've been talking about some stuff. So we have Captain Scott Moore calling in. Scott, you there? Good evening. And I'm going to cut Scott loose, even though this was going to be the Captain Jason segment. Um, Scott, we've got the Snook Symposium coming up this week. and. Right. I would like to know your take on pretty much all matters inshore and what you think the status is of inshore fisheries management and our role in it. Well, if you just throw some things out there, for instance, the Goliath grouper are eating the snook that we're releasing. Well, we can't do anything about that. The porpoise are eating the fish that we're releasing. Well, we can't do anything about that. Right. Um, I mean, it's it's just... Um, you know, people don't realize how much this can impact the fishery when you have that many people out fishing. We're not talking about one Goliath grouper. We're not talking about one porpoise. We're talking about hundreds of, you know, and, and plus you have sharks too. So, you know, and, and a lot of people think they're doing catch and release. They're doing, you know, they're doing good, but it isn't doing any good. You might as well be harvesting them if you're going to have that going on. Yep. Bottom line is, it's like they don't want to do anything about it. No, it's not like they don't want to. They probably don't have any money. 
or they got to research it, or maybe they're not allowed to. Okay, porpoises are federally protected. All right, they'd have to go. The state doesn't have any control over the porpoises. Their porpoise is a mammal; it's federally protected. Mm-hmm. Okay, they can enforce the laws, but the feds have the ultimate. You've got to go to a fed to get a permit to net the porpoise to study it. Not very many people even have that. But bottom line is, every time you turn around, they don't have any money. It's all about money. And the general public does not understand. It's great, like the governor's doing now. It's cutting taxes, doing this, doing that. It ain't paying the bills. People are moving here a 1000 a day. People need to pay the bills. And the money for the resource is not going to the resource. What little we have is going, but it's a piece of the pie with the constitutional amendment we have. We still don't have a saltwater fishing license. Mm-hmm. So that means we really don't have that much say-so. Because, you know, if we showed them the dollar signs, then I think we'd have a little bit more respect. And when I say that, okay, salt and fresh water, there really isn't that much money that goes in. And the legislature adds on to that. 30 years ago, when they enacted the Magnuson originally, right. Texas and all these other states went with it. They went with a complete fishing license from shore all the way. In Alaska, when I visited there, it was $75 a week. Now, that is out of state. But when you think about it, the feds, are, if that isn't a trust and goes to the resource, they have to match that money. We're losing, we've been losing money for 30 years, this mm-hmm. state, to pay, in, pay for research, law enforcement. Believe me, we're way behind. We're, it's unbelievable how far we're behind. Even with what little we, they've been able uh, to, to, to get paid, I mean, they've done a good job with what there is. But we are never going to get ahead in this state until we have a minimal fishing license and separate it and have it in a trust where the money goes to the resource. I hear it. Oh, yeah, it goes to the resource. No, it didn't. When, those, when, when that FWC police uh, head of the FWC, he has to go to the legislature every year and beg for money. So does the Highway Patrol. So does every agency in the state of Florida. They're at the mercy of the big nibble up there. they got to nibble at their pants and hope they get money. Basically, that's what we're talking about. By the way, the American alligator, the FWC, when it was enacted, as protection of the American alligator is probably the most money that FWC has gotten over the years. Right. The federal government, okay, towards law enforcement, all right? Um, they do get some, but I'm just saying... Let's say let's just put it out there. If everybody pays in the state of Florida five dollars, okay, and it goes in a trust. The feds have to match it five dollars. All that tax money, all that things going away. We do get some now because they finally the fed says, okay, we'll give you money if you have people registered that are going fishing. Listen, five dollars is a dub as a dozen shrimp. Okay. By the way, you can fish in the state of Florida. With a cane pole free anywhere. Sure. As long as you fish with a cane pole, it's free. It's always been that way. It should be that way. All right? I mean, uh, it, 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 even at $5, if you retire and come to Florida, 
you're going to buy a one-time license. You're going to come to Florida, and you're going to buy a license one time. That's all I'm asking. That way that you're in. The only reason why you have a fishing license, the number one reason you have a fishing license is to see how many people are fishing. Yeah, it's counting back, numbers. You, you know, the numbers, okay? And then, plus, like I say, we've, we've been losing all this federal money over the years, all right? Now, the guy coming in, now, the guy that comes in from out of state that wants a fish, it's 10 bucks, okay? But it needs to be restructured. It needs to be separated. And, and uh, um, until we have that, I spent a lifetime fishing in Florida. I spent a lifetime. We've done an unbelievable job with saving our fish. And by the way, when you put a for sale sign on a fish, they are going to find a way to catch it and sell it. Okay. Now, most of the time it's legal, but there's a lot of people out there. There's a, and by the way, the state is a right to work state. So when you have a for sale sign on a fish, they're going to find a way to sell it. So you're, you're, you're throwing that out there. And when you have a high dollar fish like a pompano, uh, certain species, then you're going to have problems because it's big money. 4,000 pounds at $5 is how much? It's a, it's a chunk of money. Uh, at 10,000 10, pounds at, at five bucks is how much. Okay? So it's just telling you, fish is today is worth a lot of money. Now, I'm not against commercial fishing, but you have to be very careful what kind of gear you use that it doesn't impact the rest of the fishery by bycatch. Two, there's no way that you open up a fishery in the state and say, that's an unregulated species. I've never heard of this. Do you know that Jack Ravel, ladyfish, they've got species that are unregulated, that you can catch all you want. Technically, it's unregulated. Right. Okay? I've never heard of that. I don't think any other state has that. In Alaska, you catch a million pounds, it's cut off. They catch a half a million. I think they could do a better better job at managing. Okay, I think they could kick it up a notch. And I think see that oh, there's a lot of young people out there who don't even know what the net ban was, and they don't know the reason why we had a game and fish transfer. Right. Okay. The people that grew up in the state of Florida, you know why we had a game and fish transfer? Because we had no law enforcement. Zero. I mean zero. People got tired of it, and they knew on the freshwater side they did, okay? And they believe people in Florida, that is the reason. That's the reason why, the biggest reason why that was put through. And another is the guarantee that all the animals and the fish were managed by science and by population dynamics, which is very good, okay? All right? Believe me, if it would have been the old way, you would not be catching the fish you have today. Believe me. Scott, we're going to come up on our next break. When we get back from the break, I want you to comment specifically on the species of snook science and the direction of snook management because it's going to be a big topic. It's something that Jason and I talk about all the time, and uh, I want your take on it, and uh, we're going to cut you loose to talk on that one. As soon as we get back from this break, we're going to be back with Captain Scott Moore and Captain Jason Prieto. We'll be right back.
Designed by professional guides with four characteristics that all high-end fishing rods have. Durability, sensitivity, stability, and value. Built to use under all fishing conditions that every angler faces, there is no rod that covers more of your fishing needs. Ohiro Series Rods include gold, platinum, signature, specialty kayak, and tournament rods. A rod for every angler. Whether you're a recreational angler, guide, or tournament professional, they have a rod that will be as versatile as your fishing conditions. Find Ohiro Rods at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or www.justforfishing.com. This is Captain Jason Prieto, a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dry chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you're interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.m80marineproducts.com. Precision Tackle manufactures the best performance floats on the market today. The Cajun Thunder, Back Bay, and Blue Water Thunder all offer quality floats that is the industry's first weighted surface disturbance course with a noise-attracting click. No gimmicks, just a quality float that delivers trip after trip. Take it from me, Captain Jason Prieto. These floats will put more fish on the boat. From the original Cajun Thunder to the all-new Back Bay Thunder, you will catch more fish. You can pick one up at Tampa Fishing Outfitters or other retailers near you. Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Kenyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you'd like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. Alify Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPool products to keep your PowerPool in good working condition. Alify Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT. Ohiro Braided Line is the only gel-spun fiber line that comes in four colors, including our multicolor braid, which changes every 10 yards for trolling and deep dropping. Ohiro Braided Line is not only the thinnest line in the fishing industry, but also ranks as the highest in abrasion resistance, using the highest and latest technology. Ohiro Braid will cast further and last longer. It comes in many spool sizes from 150 yards to bulk size. Very importantly, with great prices. You can find Ohiro Braided Line at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or online at justforfishing.com. And now it's time for the Come On Man, sponsored by Foy's Tire Service. If you need to get some new tires on your truck, car, or even your boat, just give Foy's Tire Service a call at 813-241-4017. And we're back, segment three of the show, Captain Jason's segment. He kind of got cut off. Another segment? He got I cut. get another segment? Yeah, we're going to name this one the Captain Jason segment. I'm so, glad, man. I feel special today. Why don't you tell people something that's important? Don't do drugs. Okay. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Jason's segment is over. No, don't go fishing. No, you know what? I, this is the come on, man, segment. And and real quick, Scott, for you to get back on here, I, I want to I mention something. And Scott, I'm sure you're going to agree with this. You have way more knowledge and been around way more years than I have in the industry. Guys. Every time this time of year, for whatever reason, people get this urge to go out with bad weather and small boats and not have the right safety gear. 
don't do any of them. Don't go out in a small boat. Don't go out when the weather's bad. And most of all, don't go out with no gear. And don't drive 40 miles per hour on the interstate. Yeah, that too. You know, Jason, you're right. And another thing is people don't realize that let's say you go into the golf. I don't care even if you have the safety gear. You go in that water and it's below 70 degrees. You're in trouble. You you, you ain't going to be in there long. Unless you've got, you know, serious, serious gear, people don't take this. And by the way, in the bay too, you know that. The bay's colder in the golf right now. Yep. So you're right. You hit that right on. Somebody yeah, well, it, 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 Scott, what brought it to my attention is I was watching the news and there's some guys that got rescued uh, eight miles out. And the only way they found them, they pinged his cell phone. Which oh, really? Con- yeah, I was, didn't hear about this. Boy, one. he got lucky on that one. Yeah, they, he, before he went down, they were able to, the Coast Guard was able to ping his cell phone and they found him. These guys were in, they had life vests, but they were in a smaller vessel. They're going not only in the bay, they're going offshore. I mean, when you go in the Gulf, you know, at least the bay, if you flip over, it's not good, but you got, you can. You can stand good chance, up. <laughs> there's a good chance you're going to float into land or something. When you're out in the golf, no, you're no, you're in no man's yeah. land. I mean, I, you know, I hey, just they don't got get really it. lucky that, that they were able to do that. Wow. And you and you talk to people, and I don't know what it is about people. I've had conversations with customers, with people, and it's like they think they're invincible. They're like, oh, I said, man, you shouldn't be going out. Yeah, I wouldn't go out in that stuff. Oh, we're good, man. One engine, we we run forty miles out, and three footers, no big. It's like a macho thing. I'm like. Do you really? I mean, I like to try to be cool every once in a while, but do you realize what the ramifications are? I mean, there's and it happens every year. It seems like it's getting more and more. And I, you know, that's about come on, man. Just stay like today. There's high winds advisories at the Skyway. Yeah, you know they. And another thing is with this El Nino and with the jet team, they're really having a hard time on this weather, and even on the wind direction and the speed and everything. That stuff is, you know, when you have a jet stream over, it drops and goes back up and. Yeah, they've been so far off on the weather, it's unbelievable, especially on the wind. They're, they're way off. Oh, their wind know? forecasts have been brutal. Yeah, they're for, and, you know, I can't bash them, but, it, you know, but it's not easy. It really isn't easy other than you, you just um, pull it up and see what's going on, you know, because they said the wind was supposed to come back down again today. It's been blowing oh. since the second of the year. I mean, bad, yeah. like Non-stop. ridiculous. And, and, you know, it's funny, Scott, though, you know what? I get it. They can't predict the weather, but man, if you listen to the news, every one of them's as confident as it comes. I mean, that they're they're dead on, and and then they're yeah, all they're, like, "Well, well, we messed that one up." <laughs> like we, you were. Well, sick. you know, there again, there's another thing. We, we don't take our they win all these taxes for boats and the money and everything. You think about it. There's no reason why that NOAA, um, and I'm sure they probably asked for it. There shouldn't be a buoy system out there. And um, um, uh, hey, you got to remember. The sky. One of the reasons why the Skyway fell is because the state of Florida wasn't keeping up with a radio directional finder, so the ship could know where it was at. Right. People don't realize that. If you don't have stuff like that going, that's what you end up with. Okay. All right. A nightmare. Bottom line is out there. If you had a buoy system, you know exactly what the waves would be, and you know exactly what the wind would be, and it just amazes me they don't have. A, a very good now they have a few but they need them they need them in and tighter and you know they need a better system they really do and it would really help the weatherman i really believe that especially on the on the marine scene yeah you know, prediction so scott up where i fish most areas i fish snook populations are as dreadful as they've been the last six years you and jason actually have more fish even though a lot of jason snook are smaller um 
Well, the, the problem that I'm seeing, Neil, and I mentioned to you off the air, and I'm sure Scott sees the same thing at Bradenton, is they've opened season. And while I haven't kept a snook, there's a lot of people that are, and it's not against the law. It, they, but the slot's just fished out. You're, you're, yeah, it's gonna it and and it's gonna be. You're right. And remember, it was close for three years, so anything near the top slot went out. That's why we've been catching quite a few big ones. But you know, the big fish is it's interesting about the big fish. Big snook, in most senses, unless they're near a big channel, don't frequent the flats all the time. And, okay, they move through, and there is some areas there is resident fish. Okay, and they don't always come out of the rivers. They stay up. They don't come out of the rivers every year. That's the amazing thing because I've talked to people over the years. You know, it's such a diverse. Uh, you know, like Neil saying. Now, Neil, guess what? We don't have any redfish. I you know. guys got all the redfish. It, See, we had red tide in Sarasota Bay, in the south, and it pushed all those fish up into Tampa Bay. The redfish, huge push of fish went up in that bay. We do not have the fish we had three or four years ago. They right. weren't caught up because we had a range of fish, okay, that enabled that. And 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 with the snook, it's very possible it'll be it'll in some areas, and it still is. Terracia has not recovered. No. What I what I see now, the mouth of the river has seven pine has on small fish, but like you guys are saying, there's no slot fish. Okay, now here's another thing. Remember when we talked about this and I said it's going to be so many years, the joke is on the general public? Yeah. They're going to catch them up, and they're not going to have them, okay? So you'd have to go to a different area that they hadn't been fished that much, okay? Number one. Another thing that, that, that I've noticed is since the net ban, the amount of fish that are in the Homosassa and those northern rivers up there, they used to net them. Believe me, they used to, when they got in there and they netted as much as they did with gill nets, they really took a toll on those populations, especially the river run fish. Sure they did. that's where they netted the fish. And the state's not going to admit that, okay, because it's a right-to-work state. They're not going to go after the commercial fishermen, okay, and, I'll, and we're not going after the commercial fishermen. I'm going after the gear. I'm not saying they can't harvest the fish. I'm talking about you've got to be very careful what you use and how about you go about it. Okay, I believe in sustainable fisheries. I harvest fish every day when I go out. Okay, bottom line is, is understanding for anybody to make a statement, I don't care who it is, that their the net ban did not affect uh-huh. the populations of the state of Florida. He's that. Jason, he, did you read he, that? He, What's up? He's he's way out there. He's going to get a lot of pressure. The statement was made by an FWC employee to the effect that uh, we don't really know that the net ban really helped fishing in Florida. Now, respectively, I have to make a point. They haven't studied it. There's so. no science on right. it. Right. But, yeah, but, but I will tell you, I will send you. That's all the most the irresponsible thing I've ever seen him say. All over the United States. Well, and it's <sighs> destructive. Okay. Some of the stuff they can do all the research they want. It just takes somebody that's out there every day with some common sense to say, you know what, this is this is helping. And they don't want common sense. No, well, well it interrupts well, them. It's 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 at the fact that maybe they want to they they want to research that too. The only my, my <laughs> only criticism is, look, when I see them studying starfish <laughs> and certain stuff that they've been doing it 
Well, the starfish population is crazy. When, when, when a uh, when a college, South Florida Museum, South Florida, some of these places have agriculture. I mean, have uh, um, departments that could be doing that. I think it's a waste of our taxpayers' money. I think there should be more direction. Uh, um, I think they're studying the same stuff. Uh, I think they're dragging it out, and that and that is some criticism. And I can prove that. Okay, I can prove that. I mean, it's how long. Yeah, that, that Scott, we're beating an old drum with that. I mean, anything with government uh, seems to be drug out, or you know, they, they the the micromanaging doesn't happen. I mean, to me, and all in all, and you have studied this stuff and sat through thousands of more meetings. I haven't studied a whole lot. I know what I know based on what I experienced, and I, I do believe for the most part the FWC tries to do a good job. I think what happens. Sometimes. No, no, I, I'm not saying that, and absolutely, and by the way, I was talking about a fishing license money. Yeah, no, who I know, I but I'm saying as a whole. Who am I trying to give money to? Who, who, I'm, t- I'm speaking for them. Yeah. The money's going to go to them, okay? You know, well, I think I'm what you said them, about but, having a, uh, what was it, a trust you called it, where they get the money direct is a great idea. But No, it's always been that way. It was set up years ago. The reason why our legislature, which is as bad is our Congress. They're even worse, guys. You've got a 1,000 people moving to Florida a day. The governor has, and I'm going to criticize the governor. He's a good guy, but he ain't getting it. It shouldn't be all about jobs. This state never had a problem with jobs. We've had tourism. We had. We never had a problem about jobs. He's trying to create jobs, trying to do this, but he, in the meantime, you're impacting everybody around you you're bringing more people in and if they're not paying for the roads they're not paying for the infrastructure you're not doing us any good what goes around comes around and and, and i i'm honest about it okay and you got to be careful he's trying to do something but things have to pay for themselves florida cannot be free it'll end up like california okay sooner or later sooner or later it's going to catch up to us and by the way even if we did tax them it hasn't caught up the roads are the roads still need to be built. You know that. You see see that every day. Okay, um, you gotta you gotta have the on the fishing. Though these states did it years ago, way far twenty years ago, thirty years ago. The states, the the federal government asked the states to issue licenses, fishing licenses. Of course, some of them, like the state of Florida, they want everything free. They try to bring everybody in. People are coming anyway. You don't have to, you know, they're yeah. coming. We got the best weather. We got, you know, yeah. we've got it. You know? We got the bikinis. Yeah. And, and, but when you do this, it's all about jobs, all about creating jobs. Yeah. On this big kick, you got to be very careful. You can't dump 2,000 kids throwing cast nets on the water and not impact the fishery. Yeah. Scott, hold it right there. That. We're going to go to our last break. We come back. I want to pick your brain on a couple more subjects. So we're going to go to our last break here, and we'll be back with more with Captain Scott Moore. This is Captain Danny Garino. One of the questions asked of a live bait fishing guide is, what should I use to chum up live bait? The answer is Perino 45, and Smelt Feed and Pet Supply carries it. It's cheaper and better than making it yourself. Smelt Feed and Pet Supply is conveniently located in Tampa at 4116 East 7th Avenue. Just ask for the bait chum that all the fishing guides use. Smelt Feed and Pet Supply, 248-2359, or you can visit them on the web at smeltfeed.com. 
Fishing supply liquidators, where your fishing dollar goes further. Over 500,000 top brand name rods, reels, lures, and frozen bait at crazy low prices. Open seven days a week, we teach people how to catch fish and back up our sales with professional and courteous service, rod and reel repair, and support. We can custom order any fishing tackle item that we don't stock. We're located at the Oldsmar Flea Market. Come on in. Are you looking for high performance and top quality fishing gear that will hold up under the toughest of fishing conditions? Then check out the O'Hara lineup of fishing products now available at your local tackle retailer or online at O'HaraFishing.com. Choose from a wide variety of rods, reels, lines, poles, and accessories to help you get the job done next time you're reeling in the big one. O'Hara, conquering the fishing world one cast at a time. 12 Fathom Saltwater Series Lures, top quality soft plastic baits. The line of 12 Fathom Lures are designed to trick all species and are available in the most productive colors. Visit their website, 12fathom.com. Use the Lures Pros Throw, 12 Fathom Lures, and catch more fish. Make them an offer they can't refuse with 12 Fathom Lures. The old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound cure, holds true for your vehicle's health as well as your personal health. The experienced technicians at At Home Auto Care perform a free safety inspection with any maintenance or repair service, allowing them to spot a minor problem before it turns into an expensive breakdown. All repairs are guaranteed at At Home Auto Care. At Home Auto Care, 2003 South U.S. Highway 41 in Ruskin, Florida. Call 813-645-0339 to schedule your vehicle for an appointment today. This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on Tampa Bay. Captain Danny Garino here. DOA Lures has done it again. Captain Mark Nichols of DOA Lures has introduced his newest creation, the DOA Airhead. It will bring fish out of any hiding place. DOA Lures, the unfair advantage. Innovators, not followers. Check them out at the local tackle store or on the web at doalures.com. This is Neil Taylor with CaptainMel.com, Florida's number one fishing website founded by Captain Mel Berman. Your one stop for all your online fishing needs. CAPMEL.com. Again, that's CaptainMel.com. Want to fish with one of the hosts of the Tampa Fishing Outfitters radio show? All you have to do is give us a call, 813-373-2610. And now it's time for the Captain's Tip of the Week. This segment brought to you by PowerPole's Shallow Water Anchors. Swift, silent, and secure. For more information, go to PowerPole.com. And we're back, the final segment of the show. Jason's over there. I think he's writing his life story. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, Jason, if I knew what I was doing, I got, I'd be dangerous. I got a question for you. I hope I got the what answer. Is, if, if, if you're speaking in front of FWC about snook and you're passionate, okay, what would you say to them would be the most protective thing you could do um, without closing the fishery completely Um tweaking or do what you think might help in that area I, what would you say to them if you don't want to close it i think the answer is regional regional put regions on it and i the problem with regions though is that it confuses people 
and makes the law not abidable as easy because it's a little bit confusing. But you have to, for me, I, I look at stuff when they say, well, this is their population and this. And I said, well, do they consider the growth of fishing in general? Scott, I've, I've been guiding for 11 years going on 12. Since I started to now, it's astronomical, the people that fish. Like, the you know industry why? is blown up. Because it's free. Yeah. And there's nobody. It's not paying for itself. It's free. Everything's free. Okay? And that's what I'm trying to get about. I'm not. I don't like to get taxed. And when I do, I want the money to go. It's just like our road tax, our, our fuel tax. The federal government owns the state of Florida so much money in road tax. It's unbelievable. Most of the time they burn it up if we have a hurricane. We ain't had a hurricane in 10 years. I haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> but bottom line is they're always they're repairing, but you don't see any really new roads other than the counties pushing some stuff. Bottom line is, Jason, when you think about it, on science, what I want you to really think, when, you, when they're giving and pointing out all these laws, and I've thought and I've thought and I've questioned it for years, and I still question it. What would you question about that fish with all the regulation that they make? What is the number one thing? And I still think they've got it wrong. Uh, I don't know. The slot? The growth. The growth, too, because I've been told. The number one thing would be that if they ain't got this growth right, it's going to mess our whole fishery up. You're right. With a slot. It's not going to matter. And listen, as long as you, you think about it, okay, on the top, We've got all these big fish, and there's some fish we don't even we're not impacted with. We don't really really impact. Bottom line is, do they really have the growth right? Is that growth really right? I don't think so. I don't I'm think so either. With it, I'm sorry. And the, and the now growth is gonna is gonna determine on how they adjust the slot, the seasons. I mean. You know that, that that's the problem with snook is such a slow growing fish. I said it in segment one before both you guys run here. I am not going to the symposium. I'm going to go. I, I'm going to go. I burned and, up all my energy on snook two and a half years ago, and I had seven hours of sit down. See, you turn red in the I, face, Neil, and I spent <laughs> thousands of hours working on it. Captain Scott followed. I've gone and, for over thirty years. I probably was. I think I was probably at the first one, and respectively, back then we we had four fish. And they were 18 inches. Then we raised it. Raised That's, it raised I remember it. that when I was a kid. It was and 18 it was and 24. By the way, there was a commercial gillnet fishery, and they looked at me like I just landed from a, from the moon when I would say, what is a gillnet fishery? How does it impact? What is it, What is the mortality? And they looked at me, we don't catch any snook. You can't get a snook in the net. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. They'll, they'll rip through that net. Well, isn't that funny that when the FWC catches them, what do they got in the nets? They got snook in their nets. All right. Well, that's how far I go back, okay? And they, and, and the bottom line is it wasn't good gear. It impacted the fishery. If we would not have gotten those gill nets out of the water, you these young guides wouldn't be catching one-tenth of a snook, okay, all right, that they're catching today. It quadrupled. Bottom line is, though, we had a 20-year slot. Massacred. One in, 10, in 2010, it wiped us out. So it's going to be a rotating slot, okay? You're going to have it, – it, it's, it, it's going to be real weird. 
for a long time. And as far as upper big fish, unless you go to an area that isn't fish, you ain't going to have them. You're not going to have those 30-inch, 33-inch fish. Well, it's going to happen. It's going to start at the bottom. What, what? Seven, 28 inches. Here's what, and Scott, like I, again, you have sat through meetings and talked with these these experts way more than me. But this is what the way I look at it. Okay, I fish the South Shore. We have a lot of snook. It's a lot like Terracia Bay and right, stuff. Right. And there's a lot of juvenile snook. We have a lot of big snook. But I tell people for every 50, 60 snook I catch, you're going to get one that's a slot. So like when you pull in these areas, you see the fish on the flats. You can see what's there for the most part, and most you you'll have a bunch of smalls and you got a few big ones mixed in. So if there's so if three you, slot fish, if you caught fish, 100 snook, you might catch one slot fish if you're lucky. And of course, that's now that depends too. You could be back in the back nursery area. You could be back in in, in fishing creek mouse and stuff. You might catch a big fish, but um, not on the edge of a, edge of a channel or some. Bottom line is is that average okay? That average. Now here's another thing. How much is mortality? So let's say you are in harvest and you're catching release. How many people actually know how to catch a fish and release it? And how many actually survive? Most of the time they do survive with a good guide. But if you got porpoises eating them, uh-huh. if you got, you know, if you don't educate people to move away from those animals, they're going to eat every darn one that you release. And I've had to move many times over the years. Okay. And now it's Goliath Grouper. Okay? Yeah. And, and and by the way, on the Goliath Grouper, most of the people don't see them eat. Okay, they don't see them. Okay, they they eat them though. As soon as you slow them down, they're groceries. Oh yeah. Okay, and it doesn't. What's even sadder is if you catch a big one, he's going to get eaten. It isn't like you know just the little ones. So, but you know, it's what can we do? This, that, and the other. The best thing. Is for the general public to realize that if you got that problem, you really should move if you can do it. Get away from them, and 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 uh, it's gotten really out of hand. And I'll tell you one thing: don't think for one minute on these piers and these groins where you fish from shore. If they end up having a bad enough problem with porpoises, you will not be fishing off those piers. They're federally protected. Right. The feds will turn that. They they let me tell you. They'll put a lock gate on that pier as fast as your head will spin. Mm-hmm. So somebody needs to do something about something, okay, or it's going to come to that point. You know, we've already having problems with elimination of being being able to fish on the beaches. Um, uh, slowly they're, 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 they're chipping away at us. Of course, we fish out of boats, but there's a lot of people from shore that a lot of areas are, are impacted, you know. Um, uh, shore-based I, I look at short-based fishing is going to be really, it's going to be almost a uh, uh, paid fishery eventually. You won't be able to fish from shore, I'm telling you. But right now, in most places, you can't because they're, 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 they're swimming. Yeah. Worse, I mean, you look worse at every day, too. They, they, you know, and Different water what are you going users. to do about it? I mean, there's a, there's a growth and everything. So you got to be a little bit reasonable in the management. My, bottom line is, what would you do to make the fish fishing um, that fishery better? Um, uh, where where are they going to go with it? Are they going to do something different? Should they lower the slot, lower the top end? What, what is, they what need they to do? do? What they need to do is listen to us. They they you need know? to well they they need to take I I agree with you Neil but I also they they need to to have a multitude 
of avenues that they're going to get information from and then come out with a, a common thing that, that makes sense. But I think there should be better communication between a set of professional full-time do this day in and day out guides that are professionals that'll give them real information. I think they should have a better um, form of communication with some guides. Yeah. There. You know, with some guides, it's all about money. Okay. With some guys, it isn't about anything about the fishery, and I see that. When I don't see any anybody's name at conservation, any anything to do with, and even if you disagree with some people, that's okay. If you care, your 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 foot is in the door. It, it you shows. You want to know what's uh, going on. You want to be able to give your your point of view. Well, okay? it shows. I mean, the the, the participation in events. Uh, I'm trying to really, and and an organization you started, Scott, um, the FGA. It's a constant battle to get people to be signed up, get into involved in events. And to me, it's like people. This is your. You do this for a living. If you're a guide, you should be at this. This affects you. But everybody wants to complain, but they don't want to get involved. They don't want to try to. Well, some of them, it's all about money. But really they ain't gonna make any not, money. There's they're, nothing they're, there. There's no passion. If it was, they would be there. They would care. Well, even okay. if it's money, though, they should realize that in the long run, if they don't show up and do stuff, they're not going to make any money because they ain't going to be able to catch fish. Well, so, you, that's you know. because <laughs> of the atmosphere about all about jobs. It's a right-to-work state, and there isn't much control. There really isn't in the well, state when well, you think about it. There really should be a, like, a guy's license, like most states have, they're not going to issue that. They don't have any direction on that. They can't. They have enough problems with what they have now. But there's there's some fine tuning they they could do. Of course, the feds have it. They just throw you out. Scott, yeah. we got about thirty seconds, man. You want to wrap it up? Give your phone number, Scott, so people can call you to go fishing. Well, it's nine four one seven one three one nine two one. Thank you guys for the time, and I, I'd like to listen to anybody disputing any of that. What I've said, I, I'm very open to anything, and I don't know it all. Jason, over the years, you know, you build a reputation, okay? More people build a reputation on passion than they do anything. You're passionate, and it makes a difference, okay? I I just try to do the right thing and go to sleep at night. Scott, (laughs) that'll do it for this week. So uh, we're going to have you back on soon, and thanks for calling in. Good fishing, everybody. You got it. Same to you. Precision Tackle offers a variety of spoons and spinnerbaits that are superior to any others on the market today. The Flats and Cruder Wheeler Spoons are offered in 8-ounce, quarter ounce and half-ounce sizes and come in gold, silver, copper, and black. Precision Tackle also offers the Thunderspin, Cajun Flash, and Stalker Spinnerbaits. These baits are made to perform flawlessly in salt water and catch plenty of trout, redfish, flounder, and mackerel. This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on Tampa Bay. Want to catch more fish? Try O'Hero's 100% fluorocarbon leader. It's by far the most invisible fluorocarbon on the market today, with superior abrasion resistance to meet any rugged saltwater conditions. O'Hero fluorocarbon leader is easy to tie and comes in all strengths to fit every angler's needs. Used by many tournament anglers and charter boat captains, O'Hero fluorocarbon leader should be in your tackle box. See them at www.justforfishing.com, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or any of your major tackle shops. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. Alify Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, 
They have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPool products to keep your PowerPool in good working condition. Alify Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and I have a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dry chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you are interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.m80marineproducts.com. Live, local. This is kind of a great thing, and I'll tell you why. Your home for NBC Sports. The New Sports Talk 1040, the team, and sportstalkflorida.com.